Well, today we begin this great feast, this great season, this great season of Lent. This great season of Lent, Holy Lent. Going all the way back to the early days of the church, of course, we see it in Jesus himself. Jesus himself going to the desert to pray and to fast for 40 days. Now, interestingly, usually when we think about Lent, at least here in the United States, we think of the question, what are you giving up for Lent? That's a fine question, but that's not really the way the church talks about Lent. I remember I came to the United States when I was 13, and growing up in Brazil, this wasn't a question in preparation for Lent. But right away, I started hearing this question, what, what are you giving up for Lent? I remember asking my mother about this for the first time. What are you giving up for Lent? Fine, nothing wrong with that question. But how does the church talk about what we're to do during Lent? There are three pieces to it. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. If we can do these three things during Lent, we'll be preparing ourselves for the death and the resurrection of Christ in Easter. So how can we do this? How can we increase our prayer, increase our fast, and increase our almsgiving? I'll give two sets of answers. The first is for someone who maybe is coming to a Ash Wednesday Mass to receive the imposition of ashes, or maybe somebody who is watching online, but who isn't yet fully committed to living a Christian life, to living a Catholic life. So for those folks, no shame. God is not here to shame you. God is here to love you, to forgive your sins, and to bring you back into a communion with him. But the church gives very specific guidelines on how to do that, how to live in relationship with God. She gives us what's called, what are called the five precepts of the church. And I'll just read them to you as, exactly as the church lists them. The first is, you shall attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. Notice, Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. So every Sunday, to attend Mass every Sunday. Of course, if somebody is sick, their obligation is lifted. Or if they're homebound, their obligation is lifted. But if somebody is able to go to Mass and they choose to not go to Mass on Sunday and to watch it at home, that, that actually doesn't count. That doesn't fulfill the obligation. So to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation, this is the most important piece of the Christian life. To be here present at the representation of the sacrifice of, at Calvary. It's not even about receiving communion, as we'll see here shortly. It's about being present at Mass. This is the most important part of being a Catholic. Number two, you shall confess, confess your sins at least once a year. At least once a year. I've met many folks who go to Mass every Sunday, but haven't gone to confession in many years. This is the baseline to live a Catholic life, to confess our sins at least once a year. Thirdly, you shall humbly receive your Creator in Holy Communion in Holy Communion at least during the Easter season. So just once a year. The requirement to receive communion is only once a year. The requirement to attend Mass is every Sunday. Number four, you shall observe the prescribed days of fasting and abstinence. There are only two days in the church today. Today, Ash Wednesday, and Good Friday. So to observe the days of fasting and abstinence is the minimum, the bare minimum. So today, to not 
eat any meat, to abstain from meat entirely, and to fast, meaning to only eat one regular sized meal and maybe two small meals that together don't equal the size of a regular sized meal. I know you sort of need a calculus degree to figure that out, but that's how the church puts it for us. A better way of thinking about it or an easier way of thinking about it is just one regular meal and two snacks. The church used to say, if you need snacks in order for manual labor, that's where that comes from. So maybe we don't even need to snack. Maybe we can just eat a regular meal or maybe not even eat anything. Maybe we can go a day. Jesus went for 40 days without any food. We can certainly go a day without food. Now, of course, if somebody has a medical condition, of course, that's different. Or the elderly, that obligation is lifted. But nonetheless, you shall observe the prescribed days of fasting and abstinence. And fifthly, the faithful also have the duty of providing for the material needs of the church, each according to his abilities. So to give a donation to the church. And that's not primarily so the church can carry out her work, which of course, that's important. The church needs money in order to pay the bills and feed the poor and all the rest. Great. But it's primarily for us who are giving the alms. It's primarily an act of detachment to say, this material possession here, this money here that I maybe I've earned through my labors, even this is a gift that has come to me from God. And I am willing to share it with someone else. When I do this, I become a little more generous, a little more virtuous, a little more disposed to receive God himself. That's what this is all about. So really quickly, to attend Mass every Sunday, to go to confession at least once a year, to receive communion once a year, to fast and abstain from meat on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, and to give a donation to the church according to one's own abilities. That's the, just the baseline, just the minimum. The church says the minimum to grow in the love of God and neighbor, the indispensable minimum. So if anyone is not doing this yet, anyone at home or anyone here, we strongly encourage you to make this commitment, make this resolution right now. And it doesn't mean that we achieve perfection tomorrow or today. No, it means we make the resolution and we ask God to help us. And when we fail, we go back to confession and we go back to the Lord and we ask for mercy and we get back up again. Now, secondly, for those of us who perhaps are already fulfilling these five precepts, I'll read you a paragraph from St. Bernard of Clairvaux. And I'll point out three specific things that he lists. He says, Happy is the man or woman who has found wisdom. Even more happy is the man who lives in wisdom, for he perceives its abundance. There are three ways for wisdom or prudence to abound in you. If you confess your sins, if you give thanks and praise, and if your speech is edifying. Man believes with his heart, and so he is justified. He confesses with his lips, and so he is saved. In the beginning of his speech, the just man is his own accuser. Next, he gives glory to God. And thirdly, if his wisdom extends that far, he edifies his neighbor. So maybe this is something we can commit to during this Lent. To confess our sins. And of course, there are many opportunities for that. We have penance services coming up, but also just to to confess our sins directly to God. To be honest about our sins, not to make excuses for them. Oh, I sinned because X, Y, and Z. No. I have sinned. God, forgive me. Confess our sins. If you give thanks and praise, do we give thanks and praise to God for all the goods in our lives? And finally, if your speech is edifying. This may be the most difficult thing. 
to speak only edifying speech. Of course, there's more to the Christian life than just those three things. But anything that we add to this list of three things can't contradict these three things. And oftentimes we use speech that's not edifying under the premise that we're doing it for religious purposes. Oh, I'm critiquing X, Y, and Z because they're not following the the laws of God. Or the world is going to hell in a handbasket, so I'm just going to focus on that. And I use more and more speech that is not edifying. And the people that are around me that are hearing me say this, especially the children that are around me that are hearing me say this, are being corrupted by my speech. Are we looking to give up something for Lent? We can give up speech that is not edifying. We can confess our sins, give thanks and praise, and use edifying speech. Rápidamente en español, las tres cosas principales de, de la cuaresma son oración, ayuno y limosna. Para ellos que no están practicando la fe, que no están viviendo una, una vida católica, es indispensable hacer esas cinco cosas, esos cinco mandamientos de la iglesia. Oír misa en los domingos y los, las demás fiestas de precepto. Todos los domingos, no solamente los, los domingos que queremos, pero todos los domingos. Confesar los pecados al menos una vez al año. Y recibir el sacramento de la Eucaristía al menos por la Pascua, una vez al año. Y también abstenerse de comer carne y ayunar en los días establecidos por la iglesia. Este miércoles de ceniza es uno de los días. Y ayudar a la iglesia en sus necesidades. Este es el mínimo indispensable en el crecimiento del amor de Dios y del prójimo. Entonces, si hasta ahora no, no estamos practicando estos cinco mandamientos de la iglesia, le invito a hacer esa resolución. Hacer la resolución de vivir estos cinco mandamientos para prepararnos para recibir Dios todos los días y principalmente en la Pascua. Y para nosotros que ya estamos viviendo, ya estamos nos esforzando a hacer estos cinco mandamientos, voy a dar tres más sugerencias. Primero, confesar los pecados con más frecuencia, tal vez una vez por semana, una vez por mes, perdón. Número dos, dar gracias y alabanzas. Siempre dar gracias y alabanzas a Dios por todo lo que tenemos en nuestras vidas. Todas las cosas buenas y también todas las cruces. Y finalmente usar palabras edificantes. Palabras que edifica. Edifica a nosotros mismos y edifica a los nosotros. Principalmente a los niños. Cuando nosotros usamos palabras que no son edificantes y las usamos cerca de los niños... Nosotros estamos los corrompiendo. Esta tal vez sea la cosa más difícil de todas. Usar solamente palabras que edifican. Entonces podemos hacer esas cosas durante esta cuaresma para prepararnos, para crecer nuestro amor, para abrir nuestro corazón cada vez más, para recibir la gracia de Dios y para conmemorar su resurrección en la Pascua.